For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Yo. So we both had a Seahawk quarterback as our midseason MVPs. You think the faithful are mad at us right now? No, because the faithful are very smart football people, and they understand. They know the game, and they know when someone's getting down, so they understand why we did it. But you know what? Let me ask you a question. You want the truth? Yeah, they're mad. They're mad. They're mad. They're mad. Even though they know. Come on back. We're still here with you, Faithful. We're still here. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. It is Seahawks week. Another Monday night affair for the San Francisco 49ers. And it just so happens to be another one at home, too, at Levi's in front of the Faithful. But this, the biggest test yet of the season, a huge division matchup against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks uh, on Monday night. Um, we we looked at the schedule, right? We Prior to the season, like this thing has just gone in waves, uh-huh. right? It's been ebbs and flows. Prior to the season, you look at the schedule like, okay, maybe, you know, through the first four, you're like, okay, maybe you could snuff out a couple here. You're two and two after four. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're doing something, right? Well, the Niners obviously exceeded those expectations. They're 8-0. and oh. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the schedule, right? You can only play the teams that are on your schedule. You can only play the teams in front of you. Niners have done that and have taken care of their business. The second half of the schedule gets a little bit tougher, right? You got the Seahawks. You got another tilt with the Cardinals. They played them twice in, in three weeks, which yeah. is a little quirky, but, hey, whatever. Well, I see it as two easy wins, um, but keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, you got that. You, you took care of your, your nice stretch of winnable games, but then you come back, you got Seahawks, you got Cardinals, and then you got Green Bay at home. Yeah. You go to Baltimore. You go to That's New Orleans. You got Green That's Bay, the Ravens, and the Saints back to back to back, three consecutive weeks. That's – that's going to be a tough. Obviously, you take it one game at a time. You take it one week at a time. But that that's about as tough a stretch as any team is going to face this season. Yeah, it's good you got the Seahawks here at home. You got Green Bay um, at home. Um, you're going to um, the the road the road trip to Baltimore and to to New Orleans. Those are going to be tough games. That's all. Those are just always tough games. Superdome notoriously the, the, tough to play it, in. It's notoriously tough to play in. Um, and that's back. It's and it's a crowd that is that you, once upon a time they were a part of the NFC West. Uh, so oh, it used to be a rivalry. So it was a rival. It's still a rivalry game for them. It's a rivalry game. So that crowd is going to be into it. It's, it's a tough atmosphere. Uh, that that's a game that means something to the organization. So whenever you have those, it's always tough. Uh, and then it's, it's just tough going into that dome. So they uh, out, out you know in the elements, you never know what you're going to get when you go to Baltimore. What type of game that's going to be? I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, tough stretch right here. But that's yeah. but the only way. The only way you're going to get there, you're going to have to go through some tough ones. Yeah. To get that championship. And, and so here it begins, right? Yes. Se- Seattle coming to Levi's on Monday night. Some good news on the horizon for the 49ers earlier this week. Uh, Joe Staley, well, Joe Staley's been back at practice for the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Um, he's practicing. 
uh, Mike McGlinchey is pa- practicing, uh, and Juice is practicing as well. Juice said, had it not been a short week, he may have been able to play last week against yeah. the Cardinals. So all three of those guys expected to be back in the lineup against Seattle uh, on Monday. So a huge shot in the arm uh, for this Niners team that has played really, really well, considering that they were without their top two tackles and a fullback in Juice, who was so instrumental in a lot of things that, that they do, whether it be in the run blocking, uh, whether it be catching passes out of the backfield or what have you. Um, but they get all those guys back. That's huge for them on, on, on this Monday night as they as you take on this, this Seattle team. How do you think – just that shot in the arm, how do you think that, that reverberates throughout that locker room? Uh, well, you, you're getting better. You're getting healthier. So the guys, that you, you're, you're 8-0. You get to play at home. Uh, you have, you've had this extended amount of time to prepare for this game. So I, I definitely think that the guys have to feel better knowing that, that you're getting some of – you know, you're just getting some of your boys back, man. That's always good. Because even when, even when a backup comes in and, he, and they play well, it's just a different feeling when you're walking out there and you and you have your guys. Like these are the starters. These are my Pro Bowlers. These are the guys. And, and from a confidence standpoint, yes, you look at the guy that came in and that was holding the position down, and and there's much love and much respect for him. But it's just different when when you have the guys out there. The team is going to feel energized by that, and and you're you you expect to be able to go in and continue doing what you're doing. That's the thing. It's nothing superhuman, um, extraordinary. It's just now you expect things to continue on the path that they're on. And right now, I mean, they're playing at such a high level that having that expectation, having that, that understanding and that mindset, that goes a long way, especially when you got a good team coming in. Because right now, because, you, know, you know, earlier in the week we were talking about sad teams and bad teams. And this the, is neither. And the difference, the difference is the absence of hope. This isn't either. This is a good football team. This is, this is the type teams that you have to go out and you have to put it all on the line against um, because they, they will. You, you, you expect them to play well. Uh, they expect you to play well, so you prepare accordingly. It, you, you talk about expectations, right? And, and each week, Jimmy Garoppolo – has and I'll say his whole name, Jimmy Garoppolo. Someone tweeted the other day. Does can no one say Garoppolo? Does no one not know this man's name? Everyone knows. <laughs> Everybody his name, knows but, his name. But yeah. um, so he he's continued to play well each and every week, right? But he's coming off a performance in which he had four touchdowns, and and so he's he's showing that he's growing in the passing game, and and. People have kind of questioned whether he could win a game that the team maybe needs him to win, and and I've been one of them, you know. A- admittedly, we've talked about it right here on, on this podcast. Yeah, and I've told um, you he's already done that. Yeah, and, and I think you can add the Arizona game to that to that mix. Yes, he's done that. Um, and but with that said, though, with the four touchdowns, going up against this passing defense in Seattle that ranks near the bottom of the league, could that could what we saw in Arizona be a prequel? to what we can see against the Seahawks team on a Monday night. I know this is a running team. I know Shanahan wants to run the ball. Um, it's not like they got a great run defense either. Um, but could could what we saw on Halloween be a prequel to, to how he can attack this this defense? Uh, well, yes, that, because that's the way Mike wants to attack defenses. He's going to uh, – Mike, I, I'm, going, I'm going to daddy. This, uh, this is Kyle wants to run the ball. He's going to run the ball. He's never going to go into a, a game – uh, pass first. 
I don't think I don't I can't imagine him doing that regardless of where a defense ranks um, against the run game or how how they pass the eye test um, against the run game. Kyle wants to run the ball. He wants to establish that. That's just his brand of football and things work off of that. But the passing that we saw, yeah, that's that's a, a part of it. it those those lanes are going to be open. Those four, this schematically, Kyle finds ways to get to work the the holes and the voids in a defense. He's going to continue to do that. So, can those plays be made? Yes, as long as, as long as Jimmy continues to read the proper things and and deliver the ball where it needs to be delivered, those plays will be there. They will always have an opportunity to get those type plays. So, so yes, I think this is the progression of the offense, and it makes it more. It just makes that offense more dangerous. You have to, you have to stop the run game against the 49ers. You just have to, which means you're going to have you're going to have opportunities down there. So yeah, if, if Jimmy can get it, if he can keep growing like he's been growing, and take advantage of what they're giving him, we'll see more days like that. Yeah, and and I, I think it's I think it's just the overall maturation, right? I mean he's he's finally he's finally started. Um, an entire NFL season, right? Um, or a little bit more than an entire NFL season, right? He's with something like 16-2 and two as a well, start. Yeah, right now, but look at it right now so, because we keep going back. This is what? This is eight in a row. So, yeah. so, so you think about this. He's, 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 it's been kind of choppy at first. But he's literally, he's literally been under center practicing the position um, since July, this is a, this has been a long time since he's been doing this. I mean, since training camp, he's literally been under center doing since July, and he hasn't had that much time to just play quarterback as a professional, where he's getting the bulk of the snaps his entire career. So that's that's the part of it that I'm, I'm liking, and you're seeing he's learning what he can and cannot do, as you were saying, and he's 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 maturing and he's executing well within the offense. I, I, I don't see why it would stop. Not just yet. I don't see. It, it, I, think it, I think it does continue on Monday night. I think you look at the Seahawks defense, and they don't really scare you at all. I mean, Bobby Wagner is probably one of the best linebackers in, in the yes. entire NFL. Yes. Um, but aside from him, um, you know, that Legion of Boom is, is gone. It's not what it was. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a once in a generation thing yeah. to get those type players together, and, and Pete was smart to keep them together as long as, as, long he, as did he could, because a, a lot of teams aren't smart enough to keep those guys together. Um, they they they'll let one go for one reason or another, and it's just never the same. The chemistry, uh, but yeah, that's that, that defense is not like that. It's good. It's sound. It's all, Pete Carroll's always going to be have a sound defense. Yeah, and, but I, I think this is I, I think this could be a good I think this could be a good night for Jimmy G in sense that. It's a division opponent, um, but not just a division opponent, but a big-time opponent in the Seattle Seahawks. Like, you talk about name recognition. Uh, th- this team, you know, facing this team gives you that name recognition. I think him having a good night on, on, uh, on, on Monday night can kind of quiet some of those critics that he's been facing. Um, you know, some people, some people say he's been the weak link of this team. Um, and I, think I, I'm, I said, and it's funny, people, I think a lot of people lost their mind when I said that. When I said the weakest part of the team was the quarterback position. Um, but, but and I, he's good. But, and, I, and, but, and that's what I said. I yeah. said, and he's good. And, and everyone freaked out. Like, he's not – why doesn't anyone give him credit? I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're not listening to what I'm saying. I, I'm saying 
I'm pointing out how good this football team is because the quarterback is good. But if you're going to just say, like, what's the, what's the weakest area if we have to pick one on the offensive or defensive side of the ball? I was like, that's the weakest position. And he's getting better every day. Every week. Every day. And he's already yeah. playing well. So I was like, that's, that's what I'm trying to see. Do you see what this, def- what this team has an opportunity to do where they can actually max out? It's a very good football game, which is why I'm so happy about this. This is a great test because this is a team that's been there. They have guys, they have a coaching staff that understands it. They have key players that understand um, what this game means. Uh, they, they, this is the type team that knows how to win games like the Niners have shown that they can win. You know, tough road games, close games, blowout games, uh, overcome penalties, overcome big plays, whatever you have to do. That's that's why this is such a great matchup because these are these are two good football teams and and, and the thing about it this is this is really how I feel about about the Niners the Niners are they going to lose a game at some point they're going to lose a game um, just like you wouldn't have freaked out if they had lost a game in Arizona I, that one I, w- I wouldn't have freaked out and thought they were a bad football team like I said as far as positioning. That one you don't you can't lose to. That's a, one you would have hate you've you, hated to lose that one. You can't lose to you can't yeah. lose to to a, to a club that's not going to be in the playoffs. I would that's why I always because the other playoff teams won't lose to them. That's why you can never let that go. Um, Seattle, if the when the, when the Niners lose a game, if the Niners lose a game, however you want to phrase it, it's going to be against a good football club. I don't think they're going to have a bad day against a bad team. It's going to be a good club that's going to have to beat them. So that's why I'm so hyped for this one because I want to see them come out and play good football against a good football team. Um, not that they need to prove anything to anyone. Not not that this is like a shut up the the crowd type game or shut up the, you know the white noise out there. No, it's just I like seeing good football. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still think there's some of that though. I, I do think that, that that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. The only thing that after that after after the um, Arizona game, we talked about it. After that game, Sherm was upset that they gave up some plays, and I like that. These guys are policing themselves. He was they would like this is not acceptable, and we need to do better. I like that. Kyle, the coach, the CEO, he's like we're gonna be okay. I like you know what I understand that these guys feel that way good we'll go back we'll work on that but we're going in the right direction everyone has their heads where their heads where are where they need to be outside it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how what guys say well i think that's that's where you credit kyle because he's been he's been cooler than a cucumber right and he he's been real he's been a realist with it all um, he's been real with his team. Um, he has a sort of, I don't know, they, they call it swag to him um, that the players appreciate, that the players enjoy. I think one of the first things that, that got the attention of Emmanuel Sanders when he first came here was, mm-hmm. man, the head coach is wearing Yeezys. Like, where does the head coach wear Yeezys at, right? Kyle, Kyle you know, supposedly is, is a pretty big sneakerhead. Um, so he, he kind of gets these guys. These guys kind of get him. And I think – to a man, people that have talked about, you know, the, the the change from last year to this season or how this team has – not even the change from last year to this season, but how this team has continued to, you know, 
exceed those expectations that they have had this year, they all point to Kyle and saying, well, you know, our coach, our coach keeps us at this level. He, he makes sure that, that, that we're level-headed. He makes sure yeah. that, that we know that, you know, we are a good team and we're able to go out there and, and, and to handle our business. I think every challenge that has been presented to this team so far this season, um, they've met. Uh, even from the beginning of the season where you're like, oh, wow, it's, it's, it's sweaty, hot, muggy Tampa you know, and, and, and how are you gonna are how are you gonna handle all that? They go in there and they handle that. They handle, you know, two straight games on the road. Um, the Browns are supposed to be this great team, this great offense. It's Monday night football. Now we're gonna see who this real 49ers team is. They're gonna get exposed now and then what happens, right? The 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 Rams have, have owned this division the last couple of years. You come down to Los Angeles, you go into the Kali and what? You humble them, right? Um so it's every single time that, that there's been a, a challenge posed to this team, they've been able to handle that. And, and a huge credit goes to Kyle for getting his team ready and keeping them level-headed through all of this. Uh, well, um, you look at any good organization, it, there's, there are levels and stages the way things are, what they have to do in football to be successful. Number one, it starts, it starts at the top ownership. What's your philosophy? What what is this organization about? Like how, what? Yeah, everybody wants to win. What is your philosophy on the way it has to be done? The way everyone is supposed to succeed um, in your colors. That's where it starts. Then you get to the coach. That coach is that coach is going to set the standard. You were that, what, what you're talking about. So that ownership and that, that they're going to this is our philosophy. Okay, now I know that coach has – now this is what we are about. This is how it's supposed to be done. Now, that coach is going to set the standard of what's acceptable. What, what, what is acceptable um, – what's the acceptable standard for your work day, the way you play, um, the, the, the expectation levels that, that you have for one another? What's the standard? What, 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 what are you going to allow the man next to you? to um do yeah Th- that's that's going to come from the head coach so when you start saying that the players they respect that they see that that there's a high standard there there's there and and with that the responsibility starts to shift from the coach to the players which is why you see a Sherm upset that things happen that you know this should not be happening this is not the standard you start to get those coaches on the field in those meeting rooms that standard starts to perm that coach sets that standard and it starts to permeate through everything that's happening around there through that locker room and and you have to have that because the inmates have to take over at some point because they're not out there the the, the coach can draw the game plan up he can he can say these what the X's and O's are going to do, but they they got to go out there on the field and move. So when you get a coach that has that standard and the guys believe in it, question I was asked five or six times during the preseason before this everything got going, I answered this question almost to the word about Kyle Shanahan: Is he a leader of men? Can he? We know he's a good offensive coordinator or he's been a good play caller, but can he lead a group of men as a head coach? And all I could say was, why would you believe why he not? can't? Why not? I, you just said he's, he was tasked to lead an offense, and he's been successful at it all the time. He's been successful. The guys have, have shown that they respond to him. 
So much so that when he, you look at it before he was there and after he was there, you see the dip. If you, if you follow the ebb and flow. So why wouldn't it work with him as a head coach? It's just a question of having the players that understand that standard and, and have the ability to live up to it. Because just because you set the standard doesn't mean Lil Johnny can run that fast. You know, if, if, Lil, if Lil Johnny is a, is a 5-0, he can't run a 4-4. It doesn't matter how much you want him to and how much you say you need him to. You got to get players in that have the juice. And that's what they have now in that locker room. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got, there's a lot of players in that locker room. Yeah, they, a lot of they, a lot of players they, in that locker room. They have the juice in that locker room now, so it's real. It, it, it certainly is, and 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 you talk about Sherm and 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 the standard being what it is now, and, and how that standard has improved from uh, years past, and, and and how guys are going to uphold that standard. Um, and so he he goes off. After the Arizona game, right? And, yeah. and he's upset about the chunk plays. And, and Me too. And, and all of a sudden now there's there's this narrative that um, 49ers can't handle a mobile quarterback. They, this, this defense, this defense isn't, isn't cut to, to be able to, to, to defend mobile quarterbacks. They struggle yeah. against mobile quarterbacks. And I'm not one to make any drastic con- – conclusions after one game so i'm not going to go all the way there with it um you well, take well, you, a, know what, you know go ahead you finish you, you finish you take a look at the schedule mm-hmm. kyler murray's the first mobile quarter quote-unquote mobile no. quarterback they faced all year this season right and it was on a thursday night which takes me back if you guys were listening earlier in the week you guys know how i feel about thursday nights right not really a barometer for much of anything if you ask me um he had five rushes for 34 yards, right? He had that 121-yard run, which, okay. You know, and and, huh. and, and and that can be a lot for a quarterback. I understand that. I get that. First of all, what defense does not have an issue with mobile I, quarterbacks? I was just, you know what, I was going to let you finish, <laughs> and that's all I was going to say. Every defense has an issue with a mobile quarterback. A good mobile quarterback in a good scheme, every defense in the history of mankind has an issue with it. You know why? You don't you account for the quarterback. 11. You don't account for the quarterback. So there's always space for a quarterback, whether you're running him between the tackles, around the edge, or he's just out in a free scramble. There's always room for a quarterback to make a play. Now, most don't have the ability to do so before defenses can track them down because defensive players are just better athletes and faster than most offensive players. That's just the way it is. That's why you play defense. Um, you're, you're just you, Because everything you do is reaction, so you have to be quicker and faster. If you get a quarterback that has the ability to be used like a Lamar Jackson, uh, like Cap when they first started that scheme, you're going to be able to make plays like Russell Wilson can do at times. He's able to make those like Kyler Murray. Every defense struggles with it. You, you just saw – so say what you want to say. The two best defenses in the league faced mobile quarterbacks this week, and they had an issue. They had their issues. Both – I guarantee you the 49ers and the New England Patriots are still the two best defenses in the league. <laughs> that didn't change that just because they faced a mobile yes, quarterback. that didn't change. So, you know, Russell Wilson 
um, is a and magician. He, he brings back there. that mobility. Which, well, he, he, he's yeah. a magician. He, but Russell does it. He doesn't just do it to the 49ers. Russell does it to everyone. The entire league. That's why he's. That's why he's the 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 favorite for MVP right now. And Russell has always done that. There are guys that can just make plays with their legs, and it's not going anywhere. So you, you what you try to do is take away the other aspects of it. You don't plan for that. Uh, you just try to survive those plays when they come and don't let them be these long breakout, bust-out plays. That's all you can do. He And, and they're, somehow they're going to have to be able to do that on Monday night. I think that's going to be key because – um, no, Russell's trying to throw that thing. He, now. he, he, he is he, trying to throw. He it. is trying to throw that thing. It's so funny. I, Tyler Lockett, who I I just I mean, he's just such a he's a good kid. I, I like Tyler, um, but he just breaks the mold, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you that also. Like, how is he doing this? Uh, well, first of all, he's just stupid fast. He's he's fast and he plays big. There, see, there are a lot of receivers. Um, there there are a lot of receivers that are smaller, like Deshaun um, Jackson. He's a smaller guy. Steve Smith, smaller guy. But, see, they played big. They play above their heads. They don't mind going up in the air. So, yeah, the guy may be 5'10", but he plays 6'2", 6'3", because he's not afraid to, to um, uh, expose himself. So he's not the, smallest, the, the small target. If you're a belly catcher, I'm trying to think of the name, the, the kid that was drafted by the, um, the Rams. I think he's with um, – Dallas now uh, will return. I can't. I can't even think of his name. It'll come to me. You know, hits. This is one of those hits in the head moments. Um, I'm not but, touching but that. But he. But his issue was always um, Tavon. Um, oh, Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin. Yeah. I told you to come. So T- Tavon. If you watch Tavon, Tavon's a small guy and he plays small. He, he's a body catcher. He catches it in his belly. He catches it in his chest. He's go, he's gonna grab it. You know, on his shoulder pads. So. He's a, he's a five nine guy that plays five seven. That's the difference. When Tyler, that's part of the reason why he's able to do it. He he plays a lot bigger than he is, and you know it, so Russell doesn't mind throwing him the ball across the middle and everything because he's not. You can you can you see what I'm saying? Across the middle, he can throw the ball higher, as, yeah, as though he's a bigger guy because he's not afraid to expose himself and go get it. Yeah, but not just over the middle. Like I'm, oh, I'm, no, watching, no. I'm oh. watching the game against oh. the Buccaneers. Well, over the top. He's, yeah, that's he's just going. Fast. He's over the top. He's he's on the sidelines. Yes. Um, see like, those out routes and all those type of things. See, that's just the speed and the and the and the route running ability. And then just straight line, he can pick him up and put him down. <laughs> he can. I mean, it, is, it is. It is. <laughs> It, it, I was baffled by it's, Wiggs. It's crazy because this whole time, and I, I hadn't paid much attention to him. Um, but this whole time, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's kind of he's, I mean, he's a return guy, you know, like yeah, no, he's a and, receiver. And he's a, he's a yeah, legitimate I mean, receiver. And he's he's turned into Russell Wilson's number one he, target he's, he's, this year. He is their number one tar- target, not Metcalf, who is actually coming on as a rookie. Rook, the, the NFL is it's normally hard on rookie receivers. Um, Partially, whenever we talk about um, Emmanuel Sanders, I always talk about his football acumen and his ability to, to go from offense to offense and still be able to understand what's happening. Because you've got to be able to read the matrix. And that's, that's the whole game. Once you can see that, I'm sure I've seen the movie like a thousand times, but you know the last scene. Have you ever seen the matrix? Never seen the matrix. You've never seen the matrix? Never seen the matrix. I don't know if I want to do this with you anymore. <laughs> Man, Wow. I'm not, I'm wow. Not, okay. I'm not, I'm anyway, not huge, I'm not a huge movie guy. AD. Okay. Okay. But when I'll you let talk that go. Coming to America, we go I'll, all day I'll, long. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Yeah, we can go. <laughs> Queen. My son works <laughs> too. <laughs> okay, just stop. Um, so where was I? What, what were we just talking about? Oh, in the Matrix. So there's a scene at the end of the Matrix where all of these things are going on, and he's I, there's this fight scene, but there's a point to where he just gets it. Everything clicks for the hero of the movie, Neo. Everything clicks, and he looks up, and there's just like these numbers going across where 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 all everything reveals itself. I've, se- I've seen that scene. I have so, no idea so, so what it means. He, no context so, to so it in whatsoever. That scene, everything reveals itself, and he can now see everything. It all slows down for him, and he knows everything that's about to happen. That's the way. Oh, that's the way I kind of look at it when I talk about a guy's football acumen and his ability to be able to see what's happening and understand what's happening. That's how I see Sanders, where he's trying to do that, where he can come in and just pick up on things. And why, why can't he adjust so quickly within an offense? Well, he, he can read things on the run because the hard part for a rookie quarterback, back to Metcalf, hard part for a rookie quarterback is not him just learning his plays. It's learning what the opposing defense is doing when things start moving around. Because remember, as a wide receiver, you have to see what the quarterback sees. Okay. So th- that's the trick. So when these guys can't read defenses, and, and, and there's it's so many different complicated schemes that they're not accustomed to seeing as a rookie, while you're learning that, you, you can run yourself into danger. you gotta, you got to know – what that coverage is adjusting to because the quarterback is going to throw the ball. It's not like college. He's throwing it to you because he's open. No, this quarterback is throwing to a window that he knows is going to be open. He's not waiting for you to get open as a receiver. Like that, that pass Jimmy G made to Emmanuel Sanders yes, on Thursday. That ball, that ball he, wasn't, he, wasn't waiting for J, he wasn't waiting for Emmanuel Sanders to get That's the perfect example. wasn't waiting for Emmanuel to get open. Emmanuel never got open. But what Jimmy knew after reading the defense that this is where the window is going to be now. So did Emmanuel. So that's what I'm saying. On the run, he's looking at what's happening, and he's adjusting knowing that this is where the hole is going to be. And when he got there, look, the ball is there. That's what rookie quarterbacks have a hard time. I mean, rookie wide receivers have a hard time doing. Funny thing about that is Emmanuel Sanders said after the game, he didn't even celebrate after that catch because he was just he was just so surprised and happy that he caught it. As soon as he turned around, it was right it was there. there. At him. It was yes. at him. So he he said he was just glad he was able to, to react to it and haul it uh-huh. in. And he didn't even he didn't even have time to celebrate to celebrate it afterwards because he was just glad he, he no, held on to it. No, that was that was the best ball I've ever seen Jimmy <laughs> throw. And I mean that that right there. That, and, there and 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 see and that's one of those things from a defensive standpoint, from a defensive um, perspective. There's nothing you can do about it. it it's it's there's really because always understand this. If if a play is protected properly, if you have perfect uh, offensive protection, if a guy runs a perfect route, if a guy throws the perfect ball defensively, you're going to get there just in time to make the tackle. Because remember, everything on defense is a reaction. If, you're, if you are reacting to what's happening and they do everything perfectly on offense, it's a hell of a play to be right there on top of someone to make the tackle the moment they touch the ball. It's in, that's why guys celebrate so much when they knock a ball down because you have to do something extraordinary. If these guys are doing it, so if, if, if it's a perfect route, perfect ball, and a guy makes a play, that's incredible because it shouldn't happen. Because that means your reaction time was so much faster than everything if you, when you diagnose it that way. That's, that's the hard thing about playing defense. So we both had Russell Wilson as our MVP yes, at this point in the season. 
Niners facing their toughest challenge of the season so uh-huh. far at the quarterback position, at least. Maybe even as a team. I, I think you, as a team. You, you could, you could I, make I think that it, case, this too. Is, this is overall the best team that they've faced this year. This is faced the this best season. team that they've faced. Especially if you look at what the, team, what the clubs have gone through, where they are, um, divisional opponent that is definitely going to be – I mean, they, they were – the Niners were practicing plays for Seattle in training camp. Seattle was practicing plays for the Niners, even though the Niners weren't the Niners right here now, but they know the importance of these games. That's why the, the Seattle has been able to maintain what they've had uh, because you're prepping yourself for these games. So these two t- clubs are very familiar with one another. This is this, and they are good ball clubs. These are both two really good football teams, and it, this is going to be some good football money. Yes, so we saw that we, we told you earlier that offensively they can get a shot in the arm with the return of of uh, Joe Staley and 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 Brunskill and also uh, Juice. Defensively, there there was there was a report about Witherspoon maybe being back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's unlikely. Uh, that that he will be back this week. Although if so, that'd be a great shot in the arm for this defense. But you're going up against presumably the MVP of the league. Um, what what is this team going to encounter on a Monday night, playing in its biggest game of the season, playing against arguably the best player in the the, the, the game this season? I don't think I don't think it's going to be a big deal for them. I think this club is at a point to right now that they realize that they are real. They're at a point to where they realize it's time for people to start thinking about them coming to town or you stepping into their building. I've been there. I've been on that side of it. Like, it didn't matter who we played. It didn't matter how good but they were. Even facing, even facing an Aikman or it, facing it, a – guess, uh, guess, guess what? Aikman's facing us. So it's, it's a, he, he has to deal with us. You, 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 you can come – I know you're good. I know you're good, and I, and I know and I know I'm showing up. So you better show up. I can't control what you do. This is what you have to understand, and good teams understand. I control my 70 snaps. I don't control what you do. I am going to do my job 70 times. So this is how you say that mindset when they win the Aikmans and all these good guys come in. I'm going to do my job 70 times. If you do your 69, yeah, you get an A, but that one play. That's going to cost you. I only have to win one to nothing. I'm going to do mine 70 times. You better do yours 70 times because if you don't, you lose one to nothing. And that's the mindset that good football teams have. It doesn't have to be easy. You just better do what you do. And see, and the more plays you decide that you're not going to do correctly, that's how your blowouts come. But So that's, that's what this team is right now. They understand I only have to beat you one to nothing. I truly believe that they get that now. And I've seen them do some things, and that's why I'm so excited about this game because you see the way they've won some of these games when, defensively. When does that switch uh, come, though? When, when, when does that, that light bulb turn on that, that they start to get it? Well, well, when you start to live it because you already have guys like Sherm that have, that have won championships. And, and, I, and I know his coach. I played for Pete. I played in Pete's defense. I was on the number one defense with Pete. Pete made me a better player. Pete took me from being a good, solid starter to an all-pro player. He taught me how to see that matrix. He taught me how to understand and utilize my skill sets. And he's very good at that. He's an extremely good teacher. And you get to understand those things and, and understand that one-to-nothing philosophy. Um, when you have guys around that get that, 
so you already have some of those guys in that locker room doing. That's what I say. Confidence comes from doing. When you go out and you Eric see it isms. every day and you practice it every day and you see it and you see it transfer onto the field and you start winning those games, even even when that first drive comes down and these guys are scoring and they just well, guess what? What did I just tell you? Perfect, perfectly protected, perfectly thrown, perfectly um, executed. The offense is going to win that play. If they come down and they have a perfect drive, guess what? They're going to score. We don't pat it. You understand. Look, they did what they're supposed to do. We did what we're supposed to do. Let's see if they can do it again. We're going to make our adjustments now. Let's try to do this a little bit better. This, this right here, this right here. Then what happens? Oh, now you're stopping them. Same offensively. Well, Things that didn't happen, you got off. You got that three and out. Let's adjust. Let's keep doing what we're doing. We saw that against the Rams. We saw that against the Washington. We saw that against the Cardinals. And once you start to do that and understand that, you start to believe, look, this actually works if I do what I'm supposed to do. So that's it. I don't need in 70 snaps. I don't have to beat you 40-30. One to nothing. That's all, that's all I have to do. One to nothing. That's, that's all this Niners – defense all this Niners team really has to do it's going it's I'm excited about this one it, this is I, I yes this th is a big time oh, this is a big up. man it's been so long since it's been big time football yeah th you know, this is this it, is you know, huge it, this isn't like what we saw with Cleveland you know earlier no, this year Niners, this where, is real. This where that is was real. kind of manufactured this this is a, this is a big time game no, this is a this is a big you know what this is not this is not the end all, you know, it's not for the season or anything like that. But this is just a big, this is a big mid-season mid football game. This, this has the feel of a game that, you, you, again, where do, you, where do you play in January? That's how you have to start looking at these games. When they play against Green Bay, where are you going to play in January? That's how, that's where these games start to come into play. Yes, yes, you play Seattle again, but it'd be nice going up there. It'd be nice going up there to their spot, saying, "Okay, I got you in mind." Yeah, that, that's that's how you have to look at this right now and, and go into that one. And that's why I, I do two very good football teams. I, I give the Niners the edge on this one because I've been going back and forth and looking at the tape and like, how does this play out? Even with even with. You, you know, players coming back on offense, even that. I'm like, the continuity of everything is clicking so well. But you got to put your pro bowlers back out there, right? You know, I you was going to so, ask you about that, too. Like, yeah. could, could that be a, a chemistry it, thing? It, it, it could be. It could be. But then these are your boys, like we said earlier in the week. These are your boys, and then there's a certain confidence that you have when it's like, okay, my guys – out there, and, and there is a reason why he one was a starter and one's the backup. There's a reason why. There's a, there's a talent difference. There's an execution difference. You, you know, so and it's not. A, and maybe the other guy did hold it down, but okay. It, it, there's there's something there. But yes, there yes there is that knock the rust off because you got to get used to playing football again. That's that's part of it. Uh, but this is a home game. And this is this is the type that you start to develop because I don't know if there really is that home field advantage yet at Levi, but this is the kind where you start creating that. You, you know, Candlestick had had so many games and and there was so much history and so so many big plays and big days 
Um, but that's why it's still it's still so cool. I remember George Seifert told me that. Um, he he told me that you know um, after the Super Bowl it was off season some things like that. But George told told me that, and it may have even been over when we were at Carolina where he told me he said you do realize that you will never ever be forgotten. He, he was like he was like you will be a Niner forever. He was like plays you made out there on that field at Candlestick. He was like you will never be forgotten. You will always be a part. Was like we can't talk about it. No one can talk about the 49ers history and not mention your name. Like, you will never, ever be left out of the conversation. Flip this to Levi. This is one of those type games where you start to build that aura, where the fans start to say, I was there when. You, you know, it's like you I, – I mentioned some things to you earlier, and you, and you were talking about Cap, and I, and I can't remember what it was, and you were talking about um, – you, you can remember that moment. Vernon Davis making that, that touchdown catch versus the um, uh, the Saints. I talk to people who remember that. Hey, I, Vernon, Vernon talked to us about uh, it, yes. the catch too. He said that, that's his, his, his most and, memorable and, moment. And, and how people how people just just feel it and live it and, and everything. And, and for me, I, I told you that was one – I told you that's one of the most memorable moments in Candlestick um, for me because a lot of things happen when you're on the field and you're in the middle of it. You still have so much to do. And you're so locked in on the game that you don't you don't remember you the can't you can't internalize it as you much. can't internalize it. It's just like right now because out on the field in Candlestick, Levi when those guys are down there, you don't hear the crowd noise. You don't you you hear it, but you don't because you're so locked in, and you hear the voices of the guys talking on the sideline and the refs, and you don't even hear the crowd noise. I see that interception versus the Cowboys, and. I can hear the crowd noise now. I can remember the moment. I can remember everything in play. I, I have that. I have that memory vividly locked in. Of I, I remember the ball flying in the air. You know, I, I can remember the noise K Dub made when I ran into him. I can I can remember um, listening. I can hear Novacek chasing me from behind, but I couldn't hear the crowd. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't hear the crowd. Now I get to hear the crowd with Vernon. I got to hear the crowd at Levi. Uh, Monday night, it's going to be nice to hear the crowd. And see, that's 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 what happens. Again, you know, the confidence comes from doing. You do it for the crowd. The crowd will be confident that you're going to do it again, and they're going to be there. Uh, not not that the faithful are going anywhere anyway, but those memories just haven't, you haven't had those days. That's why I was about to pound the table and knock all the equipment over <laughs> and everything, but that's why I'm so excited that these type games are coming back. Uh, coming back and the colors are playing in them because that's what it's about competition at the highest level i don't expect this to be an easy game this this right here is football this is a learning experience when when you either win this game or you learn a valuable lesson that's the type game that this is right now that's why i say it's not the end of the season no matter what but this is a very crucial game to fan base, to players, to league standings, conference standings, all of that stuff. I love it. Ed is pumped, y'all. Wish I could see this man's face right now as, as he's going, he's going over this and re, recalling those moments from from Candlestick, both as a player and and up in the booth. He, he you got me fired up. I was, I thought I was fired up, but now you got me. What they say in the bay, hella fired up now <laughs> <laughs> for for to, to to get this one going. So Monday night it will be the Niners 
and the Seahawks Monday night and uh, big division game, top two teams division going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is gonna be a good one. Of course, we'll be right back here next week to break it down for you on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Ed, yo, it's been fun, big dog. It's been fun. It it's always getting, is. It's getting funner, as they say. He said funner. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe podcast network he is super bowl champ eric davis i'm rashawn haylock we will see y'all next week enjoy monday night peace without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.